Yo guys, welcome back to From The Stands podcast. This is your host, Sansa Maragaz, and this is From The Stands, for the fans, by the fans, from the stands. Yes, sir. This week, I am joined by, as he's already spoken now, my good friend and co-host, Kanye Mafunda. How is it, brother? How's it, how's it, my be- how's it bro? Um, yeah, it's been forever since, well, not forever. You just missed one episode, yeah. though. Um, but it's been a while since we recorded though since we recorded yeah mm. but not not too much of a while i mean we were both at home uh it was good seeing the family and stuff yeah i know for the holidays and all of that yeah, now that we're back we feel like getting school under control even mm, mm, definitely yeah, it's time for us to to kick on to be live to be live to be live so today i'm just gonna introduce introduce the topic to you guys we're going to be talking about formula one it is the it is currently the mid-season break in terms of as of recording um and we're here to talk about formula one kanye yeah. has a whole host of questions for me yeah we're, um, not, we're not we're not we're not we're not talking formula one i'm interviewing so i feel like you, you uh mark the session down as you know formula one or f101 it's it's essentially guys um yeah today we, we're looking to you know try if you're if you're new to the sport i know it's not as big as our other sports in mm. SA. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's if you want to get into the sport, if you want to know some of the intricacies, the rules, exactly. the like, what's happening, what to actually look out for coming up for the rest of the season Literally. next year. Like, I mean, it's all great when we do know Lewis Hamilton and he's the winner and stuff like that. Exactly. But if you actually do want to get into the sport. This is the podcast. This is the day for you. This is the day for you. And I'm included. I'm included. And he's included. By the way, guys, let me just disclaimer. I'm like, I've been trying to convince this guy to actually get onto (laughs) Formula One for the longest of time. For the longest of time. And he's actually finally into it. I'm so happy. Yeah, no. I'm going to be honest. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be honest now. Yeah. When. When. I looked at the sport initially, bro. I didn't even see, like, it didn't look like there was any action, bro. Like, it just looked like there were cars going around. In circles. In circles, not doing anything. Excuse me. You could you could barely even tell, like, how quick they were going. I don't know if that makes sense, guys. Like, when yeah, you, you look, didn't, when you you didn't know it, how actually, like, how, how quick it actually was. I remember going you told me this. And yeah. how dangerous it is. Like, yeah, yeah. It looks, yeah, it does look like, it, obviously, it's race, like you're racing and stuff. So, you know, we, we watch movies. You know how the, racers are dangerous. And in element of danger is yeah, but there, like, but you don't think even, it's... It didn't even look like, it didn't look that impressive of a sport. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, I think okay. that's how that's I the can word. That's the word. You look as impressive of a sport that I get into. Like golf. I am not making fun of all the golf fans out there. But okay. wait, do you not actually like golf? If you can get me into golf, bro, I don't know, bro. I'll get you it's onto go- I'll, I'll get you onto golf through the Ryder Cup because that's how I got through golf. Yeah, because I know that's how people. The same way I feel about golf, and I, and I used to feel about F one. I know people feel about tennis. Uh, true, true. People true, find true. tennis boring. 
to an extent and it's and like f1 it's always nice to know the people on top Serena, yeah. nadal Djokovic, federer be cool but going no, into it maria as well exactly. oh, please don't mention maria Sharapova <laughs> on this channel her name is repeated from the channel so let's get into it my boy so how <laughs> you actually got into formula one i mean i'll just kick off for for now is that i convinced you to watch netflix series drive to survive yeah and yeah, yeah, after yeah. some time of convincing like can you finally agree to actually watch the, se- the series because we didn't have anything to watch and we wanted to watch something together right and i highly recommend it guys Be- like he put me on this thing this is how i'm now here S- conducting an f1 f101 course <laughs> literally 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 you know what i mean so it is such a ve- it's a very good series like it is that good the only for me the only criticism i would have for it if there are any criticisms is that some things are made out like the timelines of course aren't as how it happened in real life so like that also that kind of context per se is kind of taken out and then but it also because it has to sell it dramatizes everything sells well and it sells well no it sells sells well well. no it sells sells like it's it's very it's a very nice watch to watch like to to see especially if you've actually followed the season like i I would have would have had like for instance in 2020 so i know what when this is happening when that is happening and what was actually happening around that you know for more context which is very nice but it is a very good series highly recommended highly recommended and uh, and i feel like a lot of people actually are actually jumping onto formula one because of the series you know because yeah. people are actually because it is selling so well people are actually watching like the series you know like as finding something to watch okay watch drive to survive yeah you know? and literally. once they actually watch the series i saw it ranked even as high as like number three and they say on netflix yeah. exactly you know so That's now pretty people, big because usually on netflix no don't say it <laughs> um so usually so um people are now actually getting invested into formula one the way that you are getting invested um and actually learning more about the sports and then interacting with formula one twitter Literally. so you find and you find that on a sunday yeah. during the race like during race time during race day like the t- tr is interactive like it's yeah. going like it's going in and forth like, as a for football twitter that wasn't i don't think well, obviously there was there was a thing as F1 Twitter, but yeah. let's say specifically South African. Yes, 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 yes. It wasn't as like I can't imagine it. it I know for a fact it wasn't as big as it was last year. Like last yeah, no, year it wasn't. you'd find it like wasn't. two people on race day tweeting about you know the race, the race, and, and the what's race, happening, whatever, and like mm. you know, not people aren't really inter- weren't weren't really interacting mm. with those kind mm. of things. But in the last like year. Yeah, since, literally. Since this drive, since drive to survive, I don't want to say since it obviously because it's obviously getting interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, as well, like the True. credit also needs to go to how the season has been going. Whoa, whoa! Yeah, but we will whoa. get there. We'll we will get, get there. there. We'll get there. So, we'll yeah, guys. So, all right. So, and before we dive, let's say more into drive to survive. Okay. Okay. Let's talk a little bit on how you got into F one. Like, I feel like there's a story there. I don't know. I know. Or, no, by, no. or, 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 you know, something, some fluke chance. Like, how, before Drive to Survive, how, how, did, how did F1 become a thing for become me? Become a thing. Because I remember I had a room, like, well, not a roommate, but his name is 
It's a friend of yours. Yeah, he's a friend. Of, he's a friend of mine, and he got like he was into F1. Like he used to watch it as well in his room and mm. YouTube things. Mm. And I was mm. like, and he's like, no, it's really good. It's really good. So, <laughs> you didn't believe him. Bafu gang, I owe you. <laughs> <laughs> I owe you an apology there, but like, I wonder how he and you got into it and when when that was. So with me, how I got into Formula One was that. Um, it's a sport I was basically like most other sports was introduced to by my dad so like on the odd occasion he would watch like a race you know yeah I, like the thing is my dad love like like love sports in general so whatever sports was playing he would ba- like basically watch I think the one thing that he didn't really watch was golf but <laughs> but like your, man, your dad is a man of the culture <laughs> <laughs> but with everything he like he would literally watch it and um it's a thing of it's just been like that memory of okay formula one is a thing most dominant drivers schumacher michael schumacher drives for ferrari so that's how i initially got introduced into formula one and then a couple of years later and 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 okay what made you is that when you like at that young age was that when you had picked your team as well yes 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 and um, what is the reason behind so i picked you so most of and you reveal it later you reveal after the story what yeah okay yeah so so most of the time um okay with most of the teams that i do support the influence does also come from my father in terms of he was supporting that so i would support that mm-hmm. the only exception i think is like rugby and cricket actually yeah so with rugby all blacks um all black sharks um ball spring box yeah so that was also like a rivalry type of thing right yeah so with formula and that stuff's dope like i used to do that with my mom all the time exactly depending on which team she's selecting like she's a she was a huge federer fan and now she's a huge Djokovic fan and you but were i was nadal. like nadal because exactly exactly i was like why does she not like this guy exactly and um, then he's also yeah but cool that is but the, with other teams so like manchester united and in formula one um also because of like the limited knowledge that i was exposed to that's the team that i eventually followed so fa- fast forward a couple of years it would happen that on certain Sundays there isn't any sports and I want to watch something. So I'll just and there would be Formula One playing. So I think it was around about you like, then you like two nine ish, uh two nine, twenty ten, also sometime in twenty eight. But like I was really inconsistent with actually watching because also like race times are different times. Yeah, but but also it's not like you had other people who were like, let's yes, go. Yes, let's all let's or someone remember, who's actually yeah, watching. I remember that's how we all thing. got into like like things like soccer and rugby mm, and things. Definitely, like, definitely. We, we play it we go we go play the, the actual sports and then you want to you know watch the sport that you're well, playing that you're playing you know to, and uh, see what you even to like emulate certain people yes, be like that thing like when you're playing exactly. but no listen i'm yeah, Lewis yeah hamilton yeah. exactly when you exactly play, like, like, where, in, where like in south africa you're gonna go um, <laughs> what <laughs> they can't even get the, the fucking thing to come to the but hopefully we'll talk about it. Hopefully they work on it. Yeah. Um. So with Formula that. One, that's how I got into it. And then here and there, I'd watch it. And then I got bored of Formula One for argument's sake when Sebastian Vettel had his Red Bull for Pete run. Okay. Because I mean, he's he's, he's against the team that I've that I've that I that I'm what's this? Oh um, yeah. That I support. So I, and he's I literally dealing. and he's dealing and you and you he was dealing. Yeah. for for all of the races that i would watch he would just dominate i'll be like shit 
nah like i really don't like this nigga that must have been so and nice then to watch. Um, i should go watch highlights like you should show me highlights and stuff like yeah, that yeah no no definitely definitely because um, like i don't know like we like yo if you you know this is f101 Like literally Metal's even Metal's run was when in 2009 from 2010 to 2013 so it was a four year four year run like nine years ago literally and even with him crazy no, enough right yeah 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 i think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know um <laughs> even with his first win his first win was at Monza Monza is the track that's in Italy and okay. that the nickname of that track is the Temple of Speed Right. Wait, his first win as his in like first his win in Formula One. Like uh first like race win, sorry. First, first race, race win. win. First race oh, yeah, win. Yeah, so you guys will we'll get yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get into that. that but just there's a difference between uh, uh, winning a race and winning the whole thing. The championship, the championship. Yes, there is a difference. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of like a a marathon it's like it's a it's a it's a it's marathon and a sprint, a sprint at the same, at the same, at the same time, time because you are sprinting around to win the race but it's a marathon and because it goes over the season because winning is actually really difficult it's so difficult like so when difficult. people go their careers without winning literally it's it, it's it's like basketball prime, it's like so prime example um nico hockenberg has never gotten yeah. a podium in his life never got an opportunity in his life. I mean, we'll probably speak about him later as to who he is. But that nigga, that 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 guy is <laughs> a German. I don't know. I told him. That guy was literally like one of the best drivers within his age groups coming through the ranks. Yeah. He was set like his destiny was set to be at least one-time world champion. Never got a podium. Podium as a top 3. Never got a never got to be a top three in a race. It That's is so crazy. difficult to win. It is so difficult, so to, difficult win. to win. Yeah. So I mean, oh yeah, I was t- talking about Seb Seb's first win. Sorry. Um, of, yeah, yes. So it was in Italy at yeah. Monza. The nickname of Monza is the Temple of Speed. Okay. It's arguably the fastest track in the calendar. Okay. Right, because and you are f- yes, okay. It is the fastest track in the calendar because I think you are flat out in terms of foot to the pedal to the floor for more than sixty-five percent of the track. Holy shit! For more than <laughs> six, and that is a lot because in like with Formula One with corners and like yeah. certain different tracks, you have to like lift off and stuff like that. Yeah. You are flat out sixty-nine, like more. I think it's like run about sixty-nine, sixty-eight, or maybe like um corrected on that but it's got the like the, the highest percentage where you are full throttle he that won that insane. he won that first race in that the was, wet wait, that was his whoa his first race win not first race How, when did he come into the when did he turn pro or i think pro, i think i think he came into formula one in, tw- in 2007 was his first season and i think his it was in his second season that he won his first trade i maybe it's between 2006 and 2007 okay. because some some also with some of these guys there could be things like where someone comes or makes their debut halfway through the season like for instance michael schumacher he made his debut halfway through the halfway through the 92 season all right, right? All right. so um it's between 2006 and 2007 oh, okay. 2008 at monza in the rain as in torrential Jeez. rain torrential rain right um type of vibes you know but like i mean safe enough for them to actually race in a toro rosso the first in ever a win. toro rosso in a toro rosso the first ever podium came as a win and he dominated that race 
He d- when I say Toro Rosso, he dominated that race. I think he even finished like he got pole. I think I think something along the lines of he got pole. Yeah. So guys, literally that that race is on YouTube from start to finish. Yeah. So guys, um, Toro Rosso is a team in the Formula One, and the reason why it's so amazing is because, and I think, um. You know, uh, we should just give a little bit of backstory to Toro Rosso. Like, to, like, Why is that yeah, so Toro crazy? Rosso. Why and, that's like, so crazy? How teams are in a sense in the Formula One. Sure. So like, the 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 the, the lower teams, all right, as, as they essentially you compete with the people you can compete with, and yeah, it's very like you don't uh, teams don't you don't have for example a team like Toro Rosso trying and co- trying to compete with like Ferrari and like that like that. And like that like yeah. that like that they just and Mercedes yeah they just literally do the best they can the best they can and that's their role and that's their role I mean the whole thing. looking at like when we're gonna get to it this season they are, are expe- exceeding expectations but what they literally there for the like the sole purpose of oh, Toro Rosso is just to compete yeah as best as you can because they they groom, not at that level because they groom um, the Red Bull drivers the Red Bull drivers yeah so as yeah so explain the whole um one team can own two teams kind of thing so um in form yeah in formula one technically there are nine different owners of teams even though there are 10 teams right so um then the the reason why there is a difference is because the red bull sport you know the sporting group that it's in um extreme sports and stuff yeah. like that and they own like football clubs and stuff like that yeah. so they own two teams within formula one ultimately right those two teams run independent like semi-independently but what Toro, like the main team is red bull because that is that's red bull that's, that's them. red bull that's them now so what they did is that they and red bull have done such an amazing job They've yeah just dominating so even 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 with red bull even with red bull the way they came into the sport they started out as like sponsoring teams and stuff like that and then round about i think around about 205 206 so like there's money here <laughs> <laughs> there's money here and they were getting into that thing of investing into sports teams and there was a team that was being sold they invested that pump money pumped in it. pump money pump in money and then red bull became like one of like one of those that's one thing teams. red bull's not afraid to do is pump they money pump into money. their projects they will pump money into their projects for success back. yeah for success, success. rb lovesich is now a team and it, con- it is considered a top a, three team it's top considered three. a uefa champions league team, team. rb Leipzig. like you'd prefer them not to be in your group kind of team literally because they can be so difficult and they and they started off like what 10 years ago 2009 2009 that is insane so now red bull they the main team so what the the technical term for it is that toro rosso formerly toro rosso which is now alpha tari um are red bull's sister team right so they are the junior team technically right so they share an engine supplier most of the kind of information that is shareable within formula one 
is basically shareable between those two teams in terms of how they actually build the car um the specifics to what type of car are you going to look to build those are also similar and then comes and the controlled by red bull controlled by red bull yes and then comes the red bull driver academy so the red bull driver academy is an academy that the red bull has i mean they go out they send scouts throughout the world go looking at these boys at like and 9 10 11 12 sign them yeah. right so Seb- sebastian vettel like how rugby works yeah yeah literally sebastian not vettel as young. Not, as young. not as young yeah not as young those like those niggas do this as young yeah it's like but like golf and tennis those those yeah, are those yeah kind of sports. exactly golf exactly and tennis are those kind of, and that's why people don't get into them like that like that they don't have a high school presence really exactly yeah. exactly exactly in south those africa guys don't really have not even in south africa like those people don't really have like like lives like or like, oh, like okay like childhoods like yeah, childhoods normal childhoods normal like childhoods. they have childhoods like i don't want to make it seem like they're unhappy in their childhood or their childhoods are normal yeah, it's just exactly, like it can be like, very extreme like yeah, even very even, like even like, like traveling um, you work like i know it's like some tennis players like like they don't they never they don't have school literally like they either have to be homeschooled, homeschooled or, or like they they like the school makes special arrangements because it's nice having that guy at our school and at your school literally you know i mean literally mm-hmm. so it's daniel like, ricardo le- had to leave australia to go live in europe as a teenager and his parents were had to be okay with that bro that's insane bro because he was part, uh, he was also part of the red bull yeah. academy like so, another so, like, so yeah, yeah like another thing like the listeners will realize is how much money is actually needed in in the sport yeah. and yeah. that's how that yeah. makes what red bull did yeah. also more impressive you yeah. yeah there's so much money within formula one and it's so hot like there's so much money within that sport so now ripple have this driver academy where they scout um kids who are karting and then get them through their karting careers or or the end of their karting careers into single seaters um a single seater basically one seat in a car so mm-hmm. get them into single seater like pay for their sponsorships to get into these events or these championships yeah. because they see this potential and eventually it maturing into like revenue for them yeah right so with the red bull driver academy also with red bull initially i think the first two drivers and i stand to be corrected but i'm very i'm uh, very 90 percent certain that it was mark weber and david david Coulthard right so they are the only two people who have raced for either red bull or alpha tari that have not gone through the red bull academy every other driver that has raced for any of those two teams has gone through the red bull academy that's crazy like okay besides besides now sergio Perez. Perez, yeah but Perez, they did it because they they had to they were like you're trying to win this thing literally so they have drivers I, coming through Alvin, and stuff like that. Alvin was clowning. He was clowning. He clowned, he clowned that guy. Even Paul, Pierre Gasly clowned. Yo, oh, big time. Like he, he, yo, fumbled he, no, he fumbled his bag. He fumbled the bag. He fumbled the bag. And you know, he's doing well now, but like, guy, like, your opportunity was there. It was there, my boy. Yo, and you were literally, literally, literally one chance to not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Yeah, but he deserves it again. Okay. So yeah. basically, <laughs> so basically, what AlphaTauri is is like a feeder team to um Red Bull. to Red Bull. The only other like and that's so interesting. Like imagine having that in like the Premier League. The Premier League, like having a team. having a team like for instance, 
Sheffield United feeding United Manchester United, United is. Yeah. We could like every player, like every young player like just goes through there and then when they're ready, they just move to us. And literally contracts in terms of moving those contracts aren't really that deep because they're literally managed by the same people. Yeah. In terms of the higher ups, the suits, the business office, yeah. same people. Like Christian Horner and um Dr. Helmut Marko. I think he's the one who runs the, the the Red Bull Academy. He's involved in the Red Bull when they choose who's going to be in the seat. So now you just those contracts That's are just crazy. so easy to actually just to convert yeah. and to just process and get it through. Pierre Gasly when he lost his seat, that was that happened 2 weeks before the race. And it could it could happen two weeks before the race because it needs some time to actually start manifesting. But it was literally two weeks before the race. He was interviewed like during mid-season break in 2019. Um, he was interviewed and he was like, "No, my my seat is safe. I, I, I just spoke to Christian. I just spoke to <laughs> Dr. Helmut Marko. Everything is good." A week before the race, pa. <laughs> No, Pierre Gasly, Pierre Gasly has moved to Alpha, uh, uh, Alpha, Tara Russell. Russell. Just then, like that. Just like that. So going back to Seb's story, wins that in the race, dominates that, dominates that, dominates that, um, that Grand Prix. I think, I think the full race is available on YouTube. If you do type um, Italian Grand Prix 2008, you probably will find like the full video of like I think if one have posted it as well under their classic races and stuff like that from start to yeah. finish. It's dope. It's dope dominates. when those sites do that. I mean, UFC yes. do the same thing as mm. well. They like make free fights available. Exactly. That's I feel like that is. Like that is really makes it so like, much accessible, and that is really good from them to do because, like, I know like the Premier League doesn't really have that. No, it doesn't really. Even those um, classic matches that play on like SuperSport, they aren't that. They're very underwhelming. Like, they're not. They aren't SuperSport, but like it's it's kind of like what you you'd feel like. Uh, no, like I don't know. It doesn't feel accessible. Like people need to have like, also DSTV like, and exactly, stuff like that, and, and you don't and choose like which game you watch. Like for instance, like now YouTube I want. I just yeah. You see that? Like if for, you don't uh, choose for which game, for argument's sake, watch, I just want to like watch you. top of my exactly. head seven two Champions League semi final United versus Roma. Yeah. I can't just get that. Easily through no, classic no, matches or super no sport or anything like that, but it's most likely you can find it on YouTube if it was like exactly if it was accessible sport, like yeah. that. So yeah, man, Sebastian, Sebastian Vettel, and then from about going back to the original question now because I remember like that, um, how I got into F1. So going back to like 2019, 2018, 2019, I started or uh, 2018 actually, like mid 2018. I was like, no man, let me just watch. On a Sunday, it was literally a thing. On on a Sunday, I wasn't doing anything. I was like, let me just see what sports is playing. Formula One happened to be playing, so I watched the whole race, and I'd catch it at the start, or I'd just like go actually look to when the the race is starting. Got into that pattern. Got into that pattern. Learned about the sport. Learned about the sport. And the Formula One commentators, the Formula One commentators, the Sky Sports commentary team for Formula One is probably one of oh the, my God, the best, com- like commentary team in any sports. Yeah, they are so they brilliant. Are so they are so good. They like, keep you so like into like. If I was blind. Yes, like, like those you guys. Would, like, they are like, so good. I don't need. Be, I don't need to be like watching. 
Like I don't need to be watching. And like, you don't need can, to like. And you don't need like to like they, know beforehand they, or know on your you, own. Exactly. They literally they tell you. There, you they put you there, and they literally tell you why so much detail. Why everything is happening? Why everything is why happening? Why you should expect this? They are so good. And it's so, like you're there in you, the car. Literally, like, it feels like you're there, especially when they like when somebody's about to pull a move on somebody else. Literally, and they like, all right. The fact that they can even be like in about three laps. That person oh, is gonna catch them. Going the battle is gonna happen. How hard is the battle gonna Let's be? Let's see even? the defending and attacking. Let's see. That three, four laps later. Boom. There it is. And um. Okay, finish off your story because I want to speak about not only you know yeah 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 so i mean i I get into the habit of watching it i learn a lot through the commentaries then i jump onto formula one twitter sorry youtube sorry youtube i get exposed to that i get exposed to youtube like you youtube youtube dog yeah 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 youtube my boy youtube so i get into um which is so cool yeah which is so cool formula one youtuber you see one youtuber then you get recommended another you get recommended another now i've got like about five to six youtube pages that are purely on formula one that i subscribe to that i follow and oh, i watch like videos there's formula that. one youtube like that ah my for- wait, formula of one youtube is, is actually of formula one youtube and it's so nice it is so nice and you literally literally like my yeah. top four my top four pages literally offer up different things so the one of them is like a news feed page so they just do news on a daily formula one news basically on a daily that's one of them the second one is a guy who does stories who does story like formula one storytelling about like races or seasons or things that happened like yeah, throughout formula one which is great which is great because now you're learning about the history or you're learning about yeah, like for no, instance i know there's a there's a season there's a season there's a season not a season um like um a playlist that he made of like what's this of 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 the best the best i think it was the best um what's the best uh what's this the best years in formula one Right, like the, like the closest years. Sorry, the close, the most closest Formula One battles in terms of the championship. Oh yeah, he tells the whole story from start to finish, and he's a Jeez. very good storyteller, Jeez. very good storyteller. The other one tells stories about people who are up and coming, and he's a comedian type of com. Like he does it in a very Comedi- satire, yeah, very satire, like yeah. funny way. And then the other one is into like he's a graphic designer by by nature. So now he's doing things like liveries things like talking are also talking about like the money within formula one the 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 the, the brands that are within formula one and stuff like that so formula one youtube is actually great you should you should we'll put their things in the description no definitely definitely i'll I'll plug those niggas they're so great i mean the, the the four things that i was talking about um formula one world is the first one cranky yankee form cranky yankee motorsports i think you see why motorsports now is the second one uh josh Ravel is the third one and then the fourth one is tomo i think it used to be tomo f1 but tomo as well so great so great so nice, great man. so great 
So that's because, how, so and then from then on, the you just learn about it, and then you just get more invested and more invested because you're just finding more and more and more. And now, it's a ritual thing. Sunday is race day. You have to be watching. Sunday is race day, and you have to be watching. And Saturday exactly qualifying, you have to be watching. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah. So quickly, while you still, while you're on that topic uh, about qualifying and race days being on Sunday, yeah, take us through like a formula one weekend yeah just a formula one weekend like obviously not in obviously we we want to save the the details and but what do certain thing things mean like what do you why do you why are you racing essentially like three times or practice yeah. one practice yeah. two like why are you raced or in a race car so often yeah so ultimately there are i think as it stands there are about 22 formula one tracks um in the current year i think they're looking into 23 but i'm not sure but like usually usually it was around 21 <laughs> usually around 21 20 those type of marks right so all of those checks in terms of the characteristics of those checks are different so in terms of corners in terms of straights in terms of altitudes in terms of elevations all of that like all of those checks are somewhat unique like i mean you've got to different strategies yes and okay so now the drivers need to be familiar with the track to be able to race at 300 okay. kilometers an hour around the track mm. right so how a weekend is basically structured is that you have three practice sessions right you've got so so a week like literally a formula week one weekend starts on friday and ends on sunday right so on friday you've got two of the three practice sessions that's where you usually just running your where they where the teams are just like running their simulations in terms of tire simulations in terms of setup simulations for the track and the drivers getting used to it right so in formula one just to add on there there are five different compounds of dry dry tires and then there's two wet tires right and all of those five tires go from the slowest to the fastest based on the characteristics of that tire right and like in terms of the width of the tire the rubber and stuff like that right grooves all of that so those practice times you're using to actually figure out what is the best strategy to actually win the race or finish as best as possible or have the best race on, on that track, on, with, on that track with that tire with and stuff like that yeah, so you'll run you'll run runs that are with 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 um with a fresh set of tires and with an older set of tires so that you can actually have your pace around one lap or on average around Ooh. five laps okay. with if your tire were to be old and at what point should you actually look to be changing your tire ooh, 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 right ooh, ooh. so all of that practice comes through practice one practice two practice three right and yeah, you also just, have just a side note there like the tires get worn out like very quickly yeah they get worn like, out like, like I, d I don't know like they like tires got worn out like like that and i thought they all just stopped once you know like had one pit stop just mm. for just a fresh patch because they wanted them even not yeah. because they needed them they need like them because yeah. they literally burn them out and as soon as that tire isn't performing that's how fast they're going guys literally and as soon as that tire isn't performing at that optimum level you have to change it basically 
less than time. You because if you don't, you're so much slower. You're losing time. That's how much. That's how. And, the, and that's, time yeah, is so, so important. important. It is so like this. Like this. The a second, literally a second, one crocodile is so important. Yeah, it's it so is important. so important. It can change your race. I remember. I remember. I like the watch, way the way Carlos Sainz was moving. That Ferrari after he, he on the last race. Oh. That's when I realized like oh. he was something like like twenty, 20 he was, seconds. He was behind like twenty seconds behind, and, and he just kept shrinking it and shrinking it and shrinking lap it. After and lap after lap after lap, and you could tell he's he's chasing these. He's chasing he was these chasing them, he and chasing like Hamilton, how he was all like he was just the car is just so much faster. That Mercedes car is just godly. Just to just put that there quickly. Yeah, yeah. So that's what and you they do. Were so confident, eh? So yeah, yeah, yeah like. We are gonna get into it properly, but they they're very confident yeah. that he actually she can actually make that strategy work. Yeah, like that mistake is not a, that much. It's, it's not it's not that big for them. That's why he can go from being last in the race to actually finishing second. second. And because literally, guys, like that's how Im- like important teams are as well. So it goes to it goes to that thing, um, the Toro Rosso thing. Mm. So obviously, mm. guys, like some teams have more money than others. Of course, you know what I mean, like Red course, Bull definitely. is a huge is a it's big, a big brand. brand. Exactly. Um, Mercedes is Mercedes big. is huge. Ferrari is huge. Ferrari is huge. Even but like, like a team Ferrari is huge. But a team like Toro Rosso, that must be that must be the Williams. first time. Like so many Williams, that must be the first time so many people are hearing about. Literally, literally, literally. And now, um, you know, they don't have the money, which it uh, it literally means they don't have the money to compete. They don't because and they're going to make you, a worse car than the people who've got all the money. And in the literally, world. just to jump on that before before you see, as I was about to say this, and you, you jumped in, I think I was listening to Top Gear, and they said something along, along the lines of, it it's a probably like one point something million dollars to gain a tenth of a second, like to to, to get your car a tenth of a second faster. That's how much it costs. Something along the lines of. In the in the one point something millions, just wow. one tenth, one tenth of a second. That is insane. One tenth of a second because there's so much money within R and D, within like development, like testing, building, building. Like, but you can see like the way, like if you guys do watch Drive to Survive, like it it really shows you an in depth um view of like Formula One teams, and it's, yeah, and you realize how much of a team sport it actually is it is because like you think for example it's very interventional like like um, the two guys that come to mind it's michael schumacher and lewis hamilton yeah well for me mm. you know what i mean because mm. those have been the, the two names that have been like that synonymous the, if you're not exactly. a formula one if you're not a fan you know right. who those guys are yeah Do you know what i mean and that just felt like it was them doing like obviously like they are extremely talented but mm, like mm, there mm. is so much and you know i say this with the greatest respect to both of them but there is so much that goes into a team there like, is so much there's just so much there is, like, and it, it is so crazy you like it is so crazy it is so crazy that there is so he's much just that goes the, in the he's team. just at the highest pressure and yeah has the highest stakes the and, highest stakes and needs to now like he's talent is just on blast and you and like which is what comes with being obviously that a driver good, that good and that good as well and that good like even lewis uh, like if you watch like a, a lot of races if you watch five races that lewis is in 
at least two of those races he will complain about not feeling that he's in is on the right strategy he'll question the team and because with formula one you actually get the access of the driver being able to communicate with the team through that radio um feature that they have you I'm actually really hear him you you, ha- you hear him actually doubt it you know and and then it's a thing of the team or his um his engineer his engineer i was about to say coach basically his engineer is like a coach his personal coach literally pushes him and then and you see the importance and you that. see the importance of that because and then the last race as well the last so guys Hungary was the race. Um, it was raining. Then there was a crash at the start. Then it dried out. A huge crash. A huge crash. We'll talk about it in detail later. When it, then it dried out. But Lewis was the only person to switch from the wet tires to the dry tires because the wet tires are so much lower when the tri- a track is a track is dry, right? So he was the only one at, at the pit lane. So everyone literally caught up to him, and he had to go in for pit pit stop to change tires. So he came back last with the tires and he basically went through the entire field to get to sixth sixth at first he was sixth then he changed tires again (laughs) he changed tires again i think dropped to like 14 and then went back to finish third but then was classified second because Seb got got disqualified and the only reason he finished third was because alonso was being an animal he was going to finish first he was going to finish first and Ocon needs to go and go kiss his teammates because that guy did it for the team they're on the same team team. so Alonso and the guy who who end up winning Esteban Ocon Ocon, they're on the same team guys and And the work that he was doing getting points getting points for your team is so important it is so important it's so important and those kind of points for that team that team that team because we're not actually trying to get into that into that middle so when we were saying how when we were like certain teams compete with certain teams like there's like a there's like a battle is not competing with mercedes yeah there's like a battle there's they're kind of like three battles there's the battle at the at the The bottom of the food chain yeah bottom of the food chain which has like williams and haas and Romero. And then it's the middle team, middle the middle teams. B- battle. Middle teams, you can argue that you can split they it split into it two, two, exactly. between Ferrari and McLaren, and then the rest being Alpine, AlphaTauri, and Aston Martin. Aston Martin and and Alpine used to be Renault. Renault. They Reynolds. used to be Renault. They changed. I I I don't know. I don't like the the change. Why? Okay. So explain how names and teams names changed. Okay. So last year there was only one team that. Based, oh, actually, two teams that actually changed. Um, the first one being Renault, who has changed to Alpine. So the reason why they've changed to Alpine is that Alpine is the it's the sporting department within Renault. So the sports cars that are going to be built by Renault within the next couple of years, in terms of I think they're looking to build a. Um, like an electric car or something like a very like green type of car um and like all of the sports type of involvements that they do through Renault, um the brand of the car like sports in terms of motorsports um they do it under the division of alpine so what they felt they should do was that to change the name Renault to alpine for the formula one sports team 
to just represent that and to grow that brand in its own that because brand. also Formula One is a big marketing place. Yeah. Very big Yo, marketing it's place. huge. It is a very big marketing like, place. Like, you know, people love, like, and, and, and that is because there is so much money. There is so much money. And the people who go watch Formula One I have, I have so, so much, much money. money. <laughs> I have so <laughs> much money. And then the second team that changed um was Aston Martin. So Aston Martin previously was sorry, let me just open it up here quickly. BWT. They were no they weren't B oh yeah, so yeah, it has to do with BWT. Sorry, they were formerly Racing Point B BWT Mercedes. Racing Point yeah, exactly. So they were racing yeah, Racing Point BWT, so BWT is a is a brand, so that that was their main sponsor, and then they were Mercedes. So now, um, and they used to be before that, they used to be for, Force, Force India. India. So they used to be Force India. <laughs> uh, I think it's Sahara Force India or Force India Sahara Formula One team. I think somewhere yeah. along those lines. Um, to hear the story about that, that's a season one. Definitely go of Child to Survive. What actually happened between those, like between or why it changed? It's a big from part. It's a big force, part of it. Yeah. That's why we. I feel like we just we can't we can't do that to you. Go watch it. Yeah, go watch it. So so what has what happened with that is that a Canadian billionaire by the name of Lawrence Stroll came in to buy out the team. And he has significant billionaire. shares, billionaire, billionaire, like billion, Imagine. like billion yeah. dollars. No, he's very big. He's very yeah. big. Um, That's crazy. So crazy. So crazy. Funny enough, his son is oh, tries for his team. Cyberway, no, no, just a smudge of that nepotism. Just a smudge of it. Just a smudge boy, to be driving in Formula One, being one of the best twenty drivers in the world. Yeah, literally, because your dad is a billionaire. Because your dad is a billionaire, and you don't even need to do that. You could just hang back and be like, "Yo, I'm here." So his dad <laughs> has significant shares in Aston Martin, um and you hear that, guys? Yes, that's a billionaire. You got two significant shares. Like I think it's significant shares. Aston I think Martin, within the, the boards or something Aston like that. Martin. Aston Martin Racing. He's within. He's like he has significant shares, and he wanted to bring the brand back into Formula One because it was a brand that was in Formula One in the early 50s, that 60s, roundabout time. I had no so clue. He that. That's pretty historic. What he did, literally literally That's it is so big it is so big what he did so he has brought in aston martin cognizant formula one team so brought back the brand of aston martin back to formula one that is that is historic that is some historic shit that is some legacies shit that's, literally that's you the guy that brought back aston martin to formula one that is impressive dog. that is great that is great because Aston Martin in itself right now in its brand is huge and to have an uh, an imprint Inf- that large in its history is huge oh, it's so huge like people will be if you if you talk about Aston Martin you have to like he's you part have of to, you, have, you to, have to talk about you're have to talk about Lawrence Strong and what he did by bringing back Austin Mar- Aston Martin sorry not Austin Mar- Aston Martin to Formula 1 and how he made sure of that is when they came back Lance Stroll had to be was uh, was a driver. So whether they liked it, he was the yeah, first driver for Aston Martin to come like to come. Literally was yeah, even he was the first one who was signed as Aston Martin <laughs> driver. See, Lance Stroll was the first one who was signed. Cheapers, he needs to pull like pull his finger out his ass because yeah, no, so the, the other driver for for Aston Martin, Aston Martin is Sebastian Vettel, yeah. four-time 
world champion. World champion. There's the same Vettel we are talking about right now. And he's single-handedly carrying that team. I wouldn't say single-handedly. I think that's a bit unfair on Stroll. Yeah, I feel single-handedly, bro. The, the reason why I don't still say single-handedly is that Lance Stroll is currently sitting on... Just to be just to just to be quick there, he's sitting on I think thirty points, and he has like two DNFs, so thirty points off nine races is pretty consistent. The difference between what he's doing, because he is finishing, he is kind of qualifying just inside the top ten, just outside the top ten, and then in the race he will have a very like a goodish race and finish just in the points. And he's getting those consistent points. And that's the thing. The difference between him and Sebastian Vettel, in my opinion. I mean, Seb is doing a great, a better job than, than Lance, definitely. Mm-hmm. But I think Lance has actually been doing a good job. And the difference is that Sebastian Vettel has got two podiums out of his finishes. And Lance doesn't have a podium. You know, that's the for me, that is the only difference. Because even, um, even in terms of points, I think... It's about like an eight point difference or something like that. Between him and? Between him and Seb. That's not big. That's not That's big. not big. For someone okay. who's gone on the podium twice, that isn't big. Yeah, I, but, but he, the, well, he's put, would he still be eight points if he got all these points from finishing second? Who? Vettel. Vettel didn't get any points. Oh, no, no. Okay, no, no. So, sorry, he would be at least um, about 15 points ahead if the Hungary thing didn't happen. Or the Hungary disqualification so, uh, didn't happen. So I mean, the one podium so, is the difference is like. Right. Explain. Explain to us how this point system works. So, guys, what what he was referring to, the drivers' championship is it's that marathon that we were speaking about. Mm, so, mm. essentially, when as you race from track to track, where you finish determines how many points you earn. Yes. As well as in another championship, how many points you earn for your team? You earn for the team. Yes. So that's what we're talking about as well. Like how surprising it is that it's actually such a big team sport because, yeah. like, um, if both your if your whole team is doing well, literally, you you'll fin- be doing well. You'll be vice doing versa. well. Vice versa. And if you're doing well, your team's doing well. Your team's doing well. You're finishing higher up in, um, higher up in the in the rankings, the final rankings. You finish higher up in the rankings, you get more money, more prize money. Yeah, and money is so important. It is uh, going it back to where money is so important. So now, how the Formula One, like the point system, work is that at each track, the top ten is granted points right on a sliding scale yeah with number one getting 20 points number two 18 3 16 4 14 5 12 6 10 7 8 9 i don't know i think some there's a six somewhere and then there's a four and then i think but i know 10th position gets one point i think ninth gets two points or something like that yeah. so it's that down so, slide and there's so there's only like you only get points if you get into the top 10. if you finish in the top 10 and there are 20 drivers and there are 20 drivers so half of the points are available basically so you, what happens in a in a championship both driver and um and 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 constructors championship um is that you accumulate over like those points over the season 
at all of these different tracks that you have yeah. and then the highest the person who has the, the highest points the person and team like the person and team that has the highest points win that championship win so, their respective championships so yes, there's two championships there's two championships there's a driver's championship and there's a constructor's championship which is the, the constructors is that the team's championship yeah. because you aren't they don't call it a team you're called a constructor because you are constructing the car you literally doing everything That's, for yeah, the other guy exactly. to be able to execute yeah now, i think in some way it does give homage to everyone in terms of the importance of how everyone does, is yeah. within in the, in the name itself as well yeah, yeah con- you're it a constructor you even the person I who's there the input who's there who's who's like who's measuring how heavy a bolt is is as important because he's part of constructing that car he's part of that's why he's a winner so ultimately you collect all of those points throughout the year um i mean it depends on where you finish um and then like i said number one number two number three number four up until number 20 basically in terms of drivers and then for the constructors it's one to ten in terms of where you finish and like like even with the prize money on because a sliding there are two drivers a team. because there's there are two drivers per team and those two drivers also like going back to that whole team thing actually work together they literally to some degree they work competition, together. You know? there is slight so, competition because at the end of the day dude, you don't want to be you don't want to be second you're not you, here you don't to be yeah, you're not here to be second and the like the closest person to you or the person who has the exact same exact same car as you, you is your teammate so he's your first rival and then the other people within your the teams that you're around are the other rivals so it, it really helps when you have other people helping you no no as in like oh, you so have two person. drivers that um where one is clearly a better driver than the other because i feel as though um I feel maybe it's not as entertaining. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's definitely better for the team. It's definitely better for the team. More because, harmonious. Because I'm thinking with Bottas and Hamilton, you know, there's never been a stage in Bottas' career that he has not known that he that is the second driver. Yeah, he is even like second in compared with talent. With talent. With talent. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, definitely. And, and I think, like, I think Bottas does big himself up. He does believe in himself. Then that's not to say that he doesn't. Like exactly. he really, be, like even if like you He's wake him, good number two. He's you wake you wake him up and you ask him now, does Mercedes have a one-two, like a one-two relationship driver relationship? He will tell you no. No, it's equal. We get it's literally out on performance yeah and hamilton because is better outperforms him and it gets to a point in the season where hamilton like literally potas helps him and like i mean with with the whole team he's had a pretty selfless like where was he before he was at he was at williams potas was a williams driver yep it was a williams so guys go watch this go watch dts you know who williams is he's williams I'm not impressed, but we'll leave it there. <laughs> I don't want to slander or spoil, but I'm just not impressed. So like, so they are part of the the the, the groups that fight towards the the bottom, the bottom of the food chain. The bottom That's of impressive. the food chain. So he went from Williams and he was he was at Mercedes. he was at Williams when Williams oh. was still okay though. They were still okay. Yeah. They were still like a midfield team. They were finishing oh, okay. P4 and stuff like that. Oh, so and he was there with Felipe with Felipe Massa, like. 
yeah man teams teams are very important and it, it does get to a point where your drive like your second driver if you are for instance like lewis's lewis's um scenario where you are so far ahead of the second driver that it literally helps you win the championship there are so many occasions 2019 season and you also want to season, win the championship literally you 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 know because you also of, want to do it for your team like, yeah yeah you also want to come it's also very good for you to come second literally in terms of strategy strategy will and literally be just based on lewis and they would have two cars versus one for instance that's how that's how um lewis won last year is that um even that's how red bull has been struggling um in terms of competing is because they have one driver the other drivers just since daniel ricardo left even when D- daniel ricardo was still there because daniel ricardo was like dnfing in so many races they were literally racing one driver so when it's two two drivers versus one strategy can be so important in terms of just messing up the the, the race of the other guy who's the, the one car by using two cars it is so crazy how that can happen yeah do you think i don't know you just put it up but do you think danrick ran away from the from the challenge because because you know why i'm saying that now at yeah. first i didn't think so right and i don't want to slander danrick because he's my he's a driver for my team i support mclaren yeah yeah but that, that you, i feel like me saying i support mclaren yeah by the way yeah so this is a support yeah you'll get there i'll get there i'll get there yeah i'll get there we'll get to the teams because we need to from there i don't want to speak about your drivers as well oh no bad 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 yeah so danrick it feels like he saw how good Max Verstappen was becoming, and then was like, "Slides are Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Before it got embarrassing. Do you, do you know what I mean? I'm not. You know, I don't think that's, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, you don't want to be all right, the former champ or the former podium getter. Yeah. And, and then the new kid comes sick, onto the block, and then you have and to he's be stealing, and mm. he's stealing because you know, like let's not like max was stopping like this dealing thing at red bull where like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's relatively new like yeah it just, is it is it's starting to deal it, now. it started like 2019 basically yeah and it makes it makes um it makes the other you look bad looks, it, it makes, it, makes it, you look it's, bad it's, made, it's literally made other drivers look so bad yeah it's made Gasly look bad it's made albon, albon look, bad. look bad it's now to a certain look, extent it's also making paris look bad he's getting like the other drivers get charred because this nigga is it's that just, good is that good and i feel like, i feel like danrick was like <laughs> <laughs> danrick was like nee. not a my watch i'm not gonna be i don't think that was the case and the reason i say that i feel as though so firstly i, I would say that i don't think he's the type of person who would run away from a fight um or like a battle like that and funny enough he actually chased sebastian vettel away from red bull so he's some like i mean arguments like arguably because because vettel went to ferrari Ferrari, yes he went to ferrari 2015 season so 2014 season um danny rick was like um paired up with sebastian vettel at red bull so when mercedes won in the, like the first year of the turbo hybrid era the f- like when mercedes won their first um title right in that year danny rick argument's sake take this with a with a teaspoon of salt 
wiped the floor with Vettel. And Vettel was like, Nam. <laughs> Ferrari, but it was also very coincidental because nah, now I understand. Like, because you have Ferrari, to do it. Bro. But it was also very con- coincidental the with Vettel. The opportunity because Ferrari, Ferrari was like, bro, what's up? And he was yeah. like, and he's always wanted to drive for Ferrari because of Michael. He's mm. German. Michael dominated in a German car. He wanted to do the same, or at least win one championship. I have an opportunity to like the opportunity when, presented himself guys, for him to do. Like, just, just, just side note. Because when Ferrari comes knocking, you don't say no. Yeah, yeah. You don't say no. Who would say no? To you that. don't say no. Not to Ferrari. You don't say no to Ferrari. That at is all. everybody's like dream. even even uh, even Lewis now. If Ferrari would be like yo. He wouldn't say no. He right so. He wouldn't say no over Mercedes. Yeah, I think so because you you Guys, see like you, I, you I, see how these people are. Like you see how these people you, are. He wouldn't say no. Driving for Scuderia Ferrari in Formula One is one of the most prestigious achievements you can have. And, and, and yeah, no driver, no driver doesn't want to do that. Yeah. You get to that level, you you want to do that. And not not anyone just tries for Ferrari. Not bro. anyone just tries for Ferrari. Uh, like you can, you can you can see the the names they got. Like even it. now, like from when I've started watching, so like you can see the quality of driver they have. They're just getting a little a little bit wrong in terms of whatever they mm, how they're building the or the car they're building. The but the, the the talent of driver like Charles Charles, uh, Charles Leclerc. Leclerc and Carlos. Carlos and Carlos said in the show alright you guys will see it but like yeah you are completely right like you are completely right like you dude, don't like say no to Ferrari and these niggas are really good and they you know they're at that stage when when Carlos went because Carlos was at McLaren and McLaren and McLaren was seemingly doing better than Ferrari like right now they make last, last year they were doing better yeah. like clean because Ferrari clean, built yeah, a, for a, like a, a horrible very car, bad yeah. car like a very bad call so season. they were doing better they were than, doing better and he le- and he left he's like nah you don't say no to Ferrari because they are going to fix it really no they are going to fix it they also have the like money even, to fix it as well it's not like and the team and yo my like goodness even, it is even, amazing even, even, looks, even the drivers going yo. back from the drivers before Charles and Carlos it was Charles and Sebastian before that it was Sebastian and Kimi Raikkonen Kimi Raikkonen is a Formula is a former Formula 1 champion 2007 before that it was Fernando Alonso and Felipe Massa Felipe Massa was one point from winning the 2008 championship literally there's a this oh this oh my god you are the and who did he lose to in Lewis Hamilton my that god. is crazy in Brazil what just, to, just to quickly digress in Brazil he literally won the championship in the final corner of the of Brazil it's I, I forgot the actual there's a famous saying about that about that that about that that race of how they, they were getting onto the straight to the finish line i forgot it was some, something along the lines of is it a, is it i think he was a toyota driver i remember he was a toyota driver i forgot his name and then the commentators like like freaks out because he they didn't expect to see lewis hamilton in front of that guy and that meant lewis won the championship on the final race of the season felipe massa is that good before that, it was him and Fernando Alonso. Fernando Alonso is a two-time world champion. He broke I Michael's five-time five-peat streak. Fernando Alonso. Like Alonso, like you can you can see how good Alonso is. Like <sighs> Yo, Alonso last, so last weekend was last weekend. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I think it was last yeah. weekend. Yeah, last, last weekend, like that race, like he I was, was so because I'm I'm support I'm supporting Lewis, and the guy is just showing his class, and he's literally showing his class. He's like, have, no, I haven't no, seen dude. better defending. That was, that was in a long time in Formula One. You, that was so crazy. That was brilliant driving. Car, like you can see his car ain't what that it, car is. It's not it supposed to do, be doing what he was doing. It can't do it. Can't do it. But that was just experience and know-how and, and skill. And like, pushing nah, it to the limit. Nah. For work, no, no, no. Like, work for this young blue. Work for that, it. That's what it felt like. Even though they're both not that young. Oh, not that. They're both. It's not that far apart. Like, Lewis is... No, nah, no. Nah, Lewis is quite old, guys. Lewis looks... Like, he just looks like he a looks teenager. Very young. He looks very young. He looks very young. Lewis is like 35, <laughs> 36, I think. Something like, like that. Like... I remember I, was, I asked this a few. And you were like, "How?" You were very shook when I told you Lewis's like, age. What the hell is going on? Lewis is very. And young. now he won. He won a championship in 2008. It's explaining that he's actually he's been, been around. around. He's been around. His rookie season was the year before, 2007. So before before Fernando Alonso and Felipe Massa, it was Kimi Raikkonen and Felipe Massa. Before that, Schumacher. Like it's just <laughs> names that are just big within yeah. Formula One. People who yeah. are just highly respected. You want yeah. to drive for Formula yeah. One, guys. Trust me when I say this. If Lewis, if Formula One were to come knocking at the end of Lewis's next contract, because Lewis is very loyal to Mercedes. That's like don't get me wrong about that. He's very loyal to Mercedes. After 2023, if Ferrari were to be like, Yo, Maji, we want to give you that second seat because they've got Charles locked in until 2025. We want to give you that second seat. We wanna make your dream come true you would say yes he would say yes as they are right now as they are right now as they are right now also because lewis believes he can be oh he's the type of guy who can believe that he can take ferrari back to being number one to being the best in formula one he did that with mercedes he did that with mercedes he did that with mercedes scenes man who was driving for Mercedes before Lewis? So who person was driving for, so Mercedes got formed as Mercedes in two thousand and nine. No, sorry, twenty ten. Right. Okay. Before that, two thousand and nine, the Mercedes car and team, for argument's sake, won the championship in a crazy manner, right? So the year before, two thousand and eight. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Can you sorry, can you just repeat that for us? Okay. So in 2009, right, Mercedes, what Mercedes did is what Red Bull did to another team. They bought them out. So Mercedes bought out that team. That what one, team was it? So it was Braun GP, right? The one that the, twin, the 2009 double championship. So both yeah. constructors and driver. Driver oh. being Jensen Button. They from won, Britain. So they, they, won won the, oh. they won the championship, right? Okay. So they were, good. they were a good team. They were a very lucky team, kind of. Oh, okay. They were a good team, but small opportunities within the sports they took it got nice. a championship it's almost so, like um the pist the bad boy pistons yes getting their two chips like, yes like when people yeah. were when michael wasn't at that yeah. level they, but larry gap, bird and 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 and, and, and magic were fading literally that so and they um, were a good enough team to take advantage of it literally so what happened in 2009 in 2008 so the story starts back in 2008 right honda buys out a formula one team I forgot what they bought out. Oh yeah, I forgot. I don't want to say it's Minardi, but some Minardi is the first name that's in my head. But they bought out another smaller Formula One team, right? Then 2008 markets crash, <laughs> and the Japanese because they Japanese 
China was also involved in all those things. They hadn't have like Honda was bleeding basically, like they were losing money. They were losing money, so they had to sell everything. So the car was developed. Everything was developed. They just couldn't run the show for the season. It literally couldn't run the show. Like everything. When I say it everything, takes, it takes that much money. Guys. It takes that much. They've they had complete. They had a car that was ready. They had R and D. They had drivers. They had everything that was set to actually have a season, and it costs a lot to actually go through that thing. But they just couldn't run the show. Up, yeah, it costs a lot just to get a car moving. Boy, so former f- former Ferrari. I think he was a technical driver, a technical director. And when when Michael Schumacher was at the top and great person within Formula One, I think now he's currently, I think one of the CEOs or something along those lines of Formula One. Seems. He bought out that team and his name is Ross Braun. So when he decided to name the team, they called it Braun GP. And the car was, um, was it B01? Literally B01. The B01 won the 2009 Constructors and Drivers Championship. So the next year, because Braun was also just someone who, I don't want to say stumbled upon the opportunity, but kind of did. And, and kind and of just be like, okay, no, okay, let's, let me, let's let, actually, I can, let's I can, just I can, move I can, it. I can, I, we can make this happen with yeah. this team because I'm not going to, like, people are going to lose jobs and stuff like that. I can do the running. I've got the money to be able to run this whole and season. Yeah, and I also want to. I also want to. Yeah, and that would be dope. Runs the, whole, <laughs> runs the whole show, then gets into contact with Mercedes because he knows Mercedes wants to get into Formula 1, sells the team off to Mercedes. So that's when Mercedes became Mercedes, 2010. What an opportunist, this guy is crazy. What an opportunist. So Mercedes, when they went, like, um, uh, when they got into Formula 1, the two drivers that they signed, so both the drivers in the previous year moved so Jensen Button went to McLaren and who was his partner? I forgot his partner, but also left left uh, Braun GP slash Mercedes. So Mercedes got two drivers, Michael Schumacher and Nico Rosberg. That's when Michael came out of retirement. Oh my Because Michael word. had retired in I had 2006. No clue, I had no clue Michael Schumacher ever drove for Mercedes. He drove for Mercedes. He's funny oh i'm gonna get to it now so he retired in 2006 but he was still in and around formula one 2007 2008 with ferrari as like an advisor or something along the lines but there was always those murmurs and those rumors and stuff like that that he was going to come back he was thinking of coming back because he just loved doing it and you couldn't take formula one out of his life he yeah. had to just be involved. So 2010, th- the opportunity comes around. I think that's when they even signed Total, like Total Wolf, moved to, to Mercedes. Mm-hmm. So I think Total Wolf was like, no, Michael, listen, I've got a young driver here, Nico Rosberg, who's like, you, like, uh, his father's a Formula One champion, yeah. Kiki Rosberg, 83, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got this young driver, very good driver, potential to win the championship. He's very young. He's a re- like not, not he's very young, but like I mean. It's I just, can't expect him to lead rookie. a team. I yeah. can't es- no no I can't expect him to lead a team. He wasn't a rookie. I think he got into the sport 2006. No right? no rookie like in F1. rookie in like yeah leading a team. He doesn't have that experience to yeah. lead a team. Oh, Please oh, help oh. me for a couple of years. So Michael was driving 2010 2011 2012 yeah. and he managed thank God like thank God 
for that he managed a podium first first podium that mercedes had was with michael schumacher i think it that was incredible valencia 2012 i may be correct that is that. incredible he got a podium with them and nico rosberg rico rosberg actually outperformed michael and that's why if you were to ask like deep deep formula ones like supporters like proper proper knows every like all of the information stuff like that that stint that michael had it kind of it it it's similar to the stint that michael jordan did with the wizards oh people it's not fun to look at it's not fun to like it, it was fun it's not how we like our goods yes now. yes it it has that it has that kind of stain and blemish to his goat legacy type of vibe but with michael what was sweet is that he actually managed to get a podium you know like i don't like correct me if i'm wrong but michael didn't take the wizards to the playoffs yeah but you know at that stage it's like when Shaq was at the celtics and stuff it's it's, yeah. it's not that deep do you know what i mean like mm. for example i feel like when you know you know Shaq and them didn't come out of retirement do you know what i mean yeah and, yeah and try and or, and do you know what i mean like just have like a, a last hurrah just for yeah just he, for kicks michael michael actually had a role and it was important that he came back you know what i mean like mm. it wasn't just time, just you know when shaq is, was playing on the celtics no one like everyone knew he was past his prime mm. you know what i mean mm. and i feel like as athletes like i feel like mm. athletes um love like people love rushing athletes out the door oh Do you yes, know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel like if you're a goat you if ronaldo wants to play until the he, age of 42 do you know what I mean? The age of 40, he can. If Messi wants to play until, you know, whatever, he, you know, he can. He literally, literally can. It's, you he's know, done everything in the game. Like, he's done everything. It's he his life. It's, it's his, his life. It's his life. Like, like you know, he's, literally, he's literally football. Yeah. He's like, football is his life. Sorry. Like, yeah, exactly. He, like, he, anything outside of that is not that big yeah, to him exactly. because that's his life. Exactly. So taking that away from him earlier than what he would like it to be is to some degree selfish yeah and it's like us it's, it's I've, i see it so often with things like the ufc mm, when mm. when connor's going is now on like a for his standards a bad run yeah of, yeah of fights yeah people are like he should retire but no guys like this still- is his life or not as big anymore but those fighting is those guys that's life. that's what he does that's what he does for a living, for a living guys like, like i can't come and tell you as a lawyer that at 45 you uh, should you should head out because head you've out. lost so many cases like literally no, guys. <laughs> I can't that's, say that. that's not how it works it doesn't work like, like people that. aren't that good like aren't that great of letting go like and they shouldn't have to be. and they don't have to be that's and the thing there's nothing wrong with be. him yeah um was this not letting go so he came back so those are the first two drivers up until 2012 2013 because lewis was having troubles with mclaren um so lewis signed with mclaren in, tw- in 2007 and was with them up until 2012 and because he was having those those problems stuff like that toto went to speak to him convinced him to to join mercedes so 2013 he spent the the season mercedes 2014 that's when things turned around in the sport because of those sporting regulation changes right so what just a brief just a brief overview of that is that what happened is that the cars moved from i think combustion engines to turbo hybrid engines i think they were v8s or something like that but like they literally changed the engines into um 
hybrid engines basically you know um both electric and um fuel yeah literally and the systems are so complicated like so advanced all of that all of that shandies and what mercedes had done is that in that 2013 season they prepared best for the years to come and that's why mercedes has been dominant since 2014 so lewis comes lewis is generational talent that was like not something that could have been doubted i mean in his rookie season he finished second in, in the in the guasas in the championship in his rookie season it it is the best rookie season in formula one ever Jeez. ever lewis hamilton has that against his name no one comes close to him no one comes close in what he did in that mclaren car 2007 so everyone knows how good this guy is you put him in the right car in a car that just dominates a new era dominated yeah. 2014 and that's where you go seven times back to back not back to back so he had a break he had a break within those no, championships mercedes mercedes sorry yes mercedes and mercedes, that's why you go seven times back to back have they gone to, so 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 oh yeah seven back to back and six of those go to lewis hamilton as your star driver Nico Rosberg was actually competing with Lewis 2014-2013. Sorry, 2014-2015. And he was competing, competing. The yeah. same way Max is competing right now with Lewis. With Lewis. Yeah. In 2016, Rosberg got the better of Lewis. Yeah. Because even in 2015, they had and and the relationship with Ros with, with um with Rosberg and and Hamilton growing up they were very good friends they would go karting together and stuff like that like they were very good friends, childhood yeah. friends growing up because they would go friends in sports friends in sports literally but that tenure that those three years that nico was at um at red bull it was so toxic because they were at their peaks competing against each other and like we said this is a team sports competing against like at that level at is, that level is not good it's, it's not, not good, good for the team it's not good it's not good for the team it wasn't good for the team but like i mean it was also kind of like even toto admits now that he like he they missed how they handled the whole lewis versus nico battled like battle mm -hmm. like they missed how they were supposed to handle it um, and they've and they how did they better. handle it they had like they basically they basically let two babies play with a, like with pairs of scissors like they let it go oh yeah they let it go they, let they, it didn't, go. Step they, in, like, really. they didn't step in too too much like i mean they would kind of step mm -hmm. in when someone has done wrong but they they just let it be and they let elephant and in the they, room. yes and it was an elephant in the room that hey guys like we somebody's gonna need to pick a zella someone's need to pick a zella but these two drivers are at their peaks and they are competing against each other they're competing against each other 2017 2016 nico rosberg um wins the championship and then retires in the in december he retires he says the one thing that he wanted in formula one was to win a champ like a championship just like his dad did that in 2016 why do i so why do i need to be in the sport anymore i've done what i wanted to do became a formula one champion they are the only not not a handful but there are a handful of people who can say that i am a formula one champion he did that in 2016 that like, that's it so they got someone who is much lesser than lewis and valtteri Bottas from williams and that has been the pairing since and isn't williams the understudy thing 
not really. Or do they have a seat in Williams? What is it? No, they don't have a seat in Williams. They've got a good relationship with Williams because Williams gets most of their parts, parts from, from Mercedes. Mercedes. So they've got a good relationship. But it isn't a thing of is Williams. There's nothing actually. in their contract. No, there isn't which, nothing in their contract. Which teams have seats somewhere? So obviously we've we've already spoken about Ferrari having. No, we haven't spoken about Ferrari. So oh no no who are we saying Red Bull sorry Red Bull yes Red, Red Bull, Bull and, the and their investment in AlphaTauri yeah. formerly Toro Rosso yeah exactly so, so the they have the, so they have two seats so what, yes. what does that mean so basically Red Bull as Christian Horner the team principal of Red Bull he has control over four drivers in Formula One four spots of the 20 spots within Formula One he kind of has control over or overall control over those two being the two at Red Bull and the other two at um Toro Rosso yeah at Alpha Tauri so Formula 1 is a very like rare sport like to get into Formula 1 is very hard and to actually to get people into Formula 1 is get is very hard in terms of Formula 1 because there are only 20 seats yeah literally there are 20 guys racing in Formula 1 there are 20 guys racing each year yeah and that's it it's that's just 20 true. 20 of the world's best arguably you know arguably, arguably there are a lot of factors that go into making it yes well. exactly red bull has one four girl, one that mom had to commit fraud i stand that lady <laughs> no i stand i stand mrs albon mrs albon oh committed fraud committed fraud so that, just to so get her son because she couldn't afford it she right? couldn't afford it that's how excuses and, and eventually her son got into formula one and he's now essentially large, kind of almost said for life he fumbled his bag but i feel like he's going to get another opportunity somewhere. he will get another opportunity yeah. in my opinion yeah. he will get another opportunity so other team in the mix literally in the mix so other I, teams I that have a stake in oh yes okay yeah i've just realized if if you're in the mix a lot like in like the sport like something's bound to happen eventually you are gonna get because somebody's bound like teams are also very ambitious in the sport they're not trying to stay yeah l- the even, same. even look at lewis my boy when lewis moved to mercedes people were actually trashing him because it was a very big gamble this is a team that okay yes it won the championship in 2009 but it was a team that was like mid-table not really struggling but like just getting along getting the odd points here and there and stuff like that most of those coming from nico rosberg so for him to actually leave mclaren a big name within formula one to mercedes something that's not really as established like that yeah that was a big gamble and people were actually questioning questioning lewis's not commitment judgment. but like his judgment mm. like they were they questioning that is this the right move for your career we know how great you are Jeez. we know how great you can be but is this the best for you that and for him to actually get there and then <laughs> turn it around what is wild turn it around literally insane. be the cornerstone of a dynasty a, oh, it is such and it's the best dynasty yeah in formula one history. anything like it. in formula one no they have been they have been in formula one so there arguably about four different dynasties in formula one right okay. the and so there are four different four so different teams so guys a, a, a dynasty actually like it kind of happens only in like in like one like one sport like you don't have yeah there are like moments of dominance in in soccer for example but mm. it's not like a it's it's so dynasty is like a, a team sport i'd feel like okay yeah yeah so for example you don't say uh floyd mayweather is a dynasty no no no, no, no like no. it's it's a team sport but that's got a very clear 
award as of like you are the best dominating period yeah. for a so, period like, of like, time in terms of what you win in so terms like of what it, you win. so in that like in that in that period of 12 months of the season or what, however long the season is mm. it's got one award that says you are the best at the sport so Literally, it's like without a doubt without a doubt do you know what i mean so it's like f1 there's a drivers championship there's a constructors uh, um, constructors championship those things are, are literally like for this whole period literally. you were the best you were the best um, like and it, you were not only just the best but at moments you were just untouchable yeah you are just untouchable and, and, yeah, and a dynasty means you just did that all the time you literally. were just you were just killing the competition untouchable all the time. untouchable so you've been arguably f- yeah yeah so like you only have for example a dynasty would be like when golden states was like with KD and Steph and Clay. and Clay uh rugby all blacks rugby, from 20 all blacks. Ele- from 2011 to 2015 yeah because they weren't really yeah okay cool so when he says from 2011 to so arguably longer than that but like that's yeah, 2017 but, actually yeah, right about 2017 yeah um we mean when people actually could compete against them like like if you guys know the All Blacks, like the All Blacks when they went back to back World Cups during that whole eight year period, the first time you could not, like you could not touch that team, like you really could not touch. You the really team. couldn't touch the team, you and really the Spring, touch and it. the Springboks would do like they had a very great team. They would do their utmost best couldn't to get close. Couldn't touch. I it. think in a period, I think in a period of five years between 2012 and 2015, from the end of like from the start of the 2012 season up until the end of the World Cup. I think they lost something like three games. Yeah. Three international games. One being against England, Twickenham 2012. Another one being against South Africa, 20, 2014 and Ellis Park. Yeah, and yeah. And then the third with one... The, with the pet. Pat Lambie. Yeah. With the pet. Um, and then the third one being against Australia in that year's Tri-Nations. Of which there were resting players like yeah. Richie McCaw, Maon, New Conrad Smith... Dan Carter because those niggas needed to play a World Cup they like they swan song. This is like yeah, so those are dynasties guys. So so it's not like yeah. So 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 the four they, periods they are now a dynasty, yeah. And you you told you telling us greatest, which, they are yeah, the greatest dynasties. The, which they are which the greatest. Are the dynasties? So the four dynasties are the McLaren from round about nineteen eighty seven to like nineteen ninety one. Scenes. McLaren was a dynasty, and they keep saying that like the McLaren is huge in sport in Formula One. Mm. It is huge in form. I think I may be corrected, but I think they have the sec- okay. I mean, now the Mercedes was within the mix. They probably second or third most wins in terms of championship race wins, polls, and stuff like that. Scenes. They are there because I mean, yeah. The second dynasty was Ferrari with Michael from 20 and it was supposed to be earlier right but michael broke his leg in 98 and was out for the remainder of that season in 99 broke his leg doing what skiing michael michael this game i think it was skiing. i think it was skiing something along something along those lines uh, or an accident or an accident no no no. i think skiing was, was now the, i think it was yeah. an accident i think it was a uh on, a, on i was about to say just yeah this no, nigga likes doing some i also said skiing just way too quickly yeah, way too quickly. i think it was an accident though um okay so it was supposed to be kind of from 1908 up until 2005 but it was from 2000 to 2005 that is the second greatest 
dynasty in Formula One, in my opinion. Michael was wiping the floor with everyone. <laughs> he went five. He five peated. Mm. He five peated. The best that was done in Formula One history then was a four peat by by uh, Fangio. Mm. He five peated for the first time in the history of the sport. And Fangio yeah. was like in 1950 something. Fifties. He was in the fifties mm. where niggas were just driving because they were rich. <laughs> Literally, because it was a rich person sport. I am dead. <laughs> Literally, I am dead. That is it's still like that, but like not. Yeah, but not, not like that. Not but obvious. still like that. It's not as obvious. Not as obvious because like I can it. imagine back in the 1950s, rich people just pulling yeah, up. Hey, yo. people would be drinking and then, <laughs> oh, after the race, cars. hop onto cars, race, my I'm boy. I'm dead. Yo. That was so crazy, that, that, and people those times were so dangerous. Yeah, people are crazy. Because safety then wasn't that huge. Like safety in Formula One right yeah. is so, is so huge. Like, it's that's just, how sports become though. Like sports, literally, it just especially contacts or dangerous sports. Dangerous sports, yeah. Dangerous they've, sports. They've, they've, they've all because rugby used to be a dangerous sport. Like oh. you didn't just go play rugby oh. because you wanted to, to get yo. Yo, like, that sport was dangerous. Some of those rules, like I can't, I actually can't believe scrums. You know, somebody told told me people used to engage in scrums like. From crouch, from crouch, from crouch, touch, pause, touch, pause. Touch, you, you, you just touch and why and, and why move back. Like, <laughs> like when the rule changed, to mind. You know, at first I didn't like that rule because I felt like never, it was, it, but it I felt never, like it was taking something from yeah, rugby. But it's the obvious thing to it, do, guys. It was like, so this, like, yo, it's the, it had to happen. It had to, <laughs> it had to, make, it had yeah, to make the sports much safer. Yeah, that thing is dangerous. It's so dangerous. People just slip. Or like when they just slip, you could pop this. Like you can it's pop your arm, so boy. It is so dangerous. Like it's so dangerous. So, <laughs> my like, uh, people. And that was so recent. That was like ten years ago. Like oh, if you were to tell oh, like a like a, a kid like now a kid who's and show him how people used to scrum and oh dude, or racks. How people just fly into racks. Now we look old. We look oh. old, but when we're not that old, it we're was just on. now. It was just like now. Fly into racks, Yo, no my boy, arms. this is other view. Back of your head. People are just flying in from <laughs> this angle, this angle, this side. They're just throwing in their bodies, yeah. my boy. You know, when and then and you know what the referee calls? Scrum down, ball unplayable. <laughs> <laughs> ball. I was like, what? My boy, side injuries, <laughs> people just throwing themselves in there from speed. My boy, they run up. Shoot. I'm like, ha, ball unplayable. I was like, no, Yo. it's crazy. Sorry, sorry, guys. Okay, before we get back onto topic, there was this one time, bro. I was in grade 11, bro. <clears throat> so I'm playing Craven York warm up game sure. against Western Province and Oats One. Mm. I'll never forget, bro. That's when, that was the first time I realized that I should not be playing rugby. As a professional, as like yeah, in, at that level, I'm oh, just not. Yeah. I'm not. I don't have the capacity, big man. Don't have the capacity, big man. Dog, like those guys, they were too like big for what I was doing. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. now people don't understand how less physical rugby has now become. In the last five years, it's become it has crazy. Become very less, less physical, physical but less it, physical it, just on a safety point. Safety point, and it keeps happening, and it's going to keep happening. Mm. Do you know mm. what I mean? Which it is, it's, it's still, which it's is still a good the sport. Thing. It's still the sport, yeah, but which is a good thing. Yeah. Mm. But the problem now, I'm there. Dude, we go to jogging on to, to warm up game. Cool, whatever we side because we trying to beat an impossible Western Province team. Mm. But cool, whatever. Yo, one of the guys makes so I'm cross covering because I'm I used to play wing, so I, I'm cross covering. 
mm. one of the sentence um, makes a, like a break or something yeah. and then gets tackled and mm. I'm at that rock to try and steal mm. as I'm going in for the steal I look up and I see Salman Murat Salman Murat's the lock now for Western, Western province. province that nigga was always been that size he is a huge hum- human being he is very big and he's running like full pace at, at me I'm like, are you fucking drunk? Because I still need to bend over, grab the ball, and, and hold on, and hold on, and, and hold on for impact. Because this nigga's not also gonna give me the ball easily. No, you won't. And I can see Moran is not gonna use his arms here. <laughs> I am going to hospital. <laughs> I am going to hospital. If I do this, I'm going to hospital. I'm not the way. You're like, no, no. I moved out and let him dive by my feet. <laughs> <laughs> Because he also dived there. I'm like, no ways. I'm not like, no me. ways. I'm gonna go cover. I'm, I'm covering now. <laughs> I'm not gonna stand a pillar. You're lying. You're lying. These are big. I can go tackle. Because also, not only am I doing that, guess who my wing, who I'm marking? Who? Fucking Saul, bro. Duncan, Duncan Saul. Saul. That guy is also big, my boy. He's huge. Oh. Oh. I'm like, no, I've got enough problems. This game, that came. That came out. Uh, I've got boy. enough problems as is. Uh, uh, what are uh, you doing to uh, me? Uh, that thing of dogs. And rocks. I always had to either if I hit him on that, but yeah, fine a dog. I was just stopping him. Like he was just not making breaks. That's mm. all I could do. I could just stop him because mm. I'm not hitting I'm not making one positive hit. Mm. I'm not the whole game. I never made one positive hit. I could try, he drive me, boy. And now <laughs> it's double team. The only thing I was doing the whole game was ankles or ball. Ball mm. ball, ball no. stop stop the stop offload. And then niggas try. Oh, Ah boy, some games I was playing. That's what, that game I realized. Yeah, that whole game yeah, was just a reminder that. to me that nigga, I shouldn't be playing rugby at fucking seventy three kgs against these guys who look like they eat creatine with breakfast. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, definitely, oh boy, yo. All right, sorry. Going back to topic, um, <laughs> third uh, dynasty was Red Bull and Sebastian Vettel from twenty. Yeah, you and four back to back also. Four back to back. That's a crazy man. Oh, oh. Crazy man. Red Bull was untouchable. Twenty eleven and twenty thirteen was just family. That's crazy. Family. They were they were just wiping the floor with everyone. 2010, 2012 was probably the like the most exciting um championship in the past. 15 years arguably in terms of starts like actually everything it just had drama from start to finish first seven races seven different winners Whoa. first seven races i think it's first seven races seven different winners championship up until the last day last day last game lost um last race decided on the last day like it was drama throughout lead changes all of that even vettel started out badly Started way badly. Yo, second half of the season. Came back. Came back. 2010 was also very like was also very kind of close. But throughout those four years, Red Bull dominated the sport. And then after that was Mercedes. Best in his team. Like, you remember I told you about that Formula One, um, Formula One youtube guy the one who tells stories yeah he tells all of the four the four different stories as to he literally analyzes which one is the best and this video was released i think early 2020 something like that 
so it doesn't have the 2020 results or what's happening now but you could still tell that no man and uh, take that into consideration what's happening now yeah, how imagine. they won last year and they wiped the floor with everyone last year everyone yeah everyone they last year, wiped last the year floor they, with, with everyone everyone last my year go- my goodness that was they crazy. are mercedes dynasty is the greatest in formula one history and now they're trying to hold on because yo max was stopping your floor but i'm cheap yeah, yeah, soup, yeah, soup. Uh, yo, hi, yo. Hey, my boy, hey, my boy, that guy. But he must do the right things, but man. But this, because this, I'm tired of seeing this, Mercedes one, guys. Uh, this, please. This battle, this battle is nice. This season is so this interesting. Season is so interesting between those Lewis two. Lewis and Max. It's oh my amazing. god, it is such, it is such a great. Do you want to get into it? Yeah. Or something else that you want to touch on before we get into it? No, no. Let's let's get into let's get into Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. So. They are the two drivers who are leading the two in the race the for, in the, the race, race, race to win to win the championship to win both the drivers and their teams obviously on in the race to win the constructors the, uh, the constructors, the constructors so yes. it's Red Bull versus Mercedes it has been for you know a few years correct me if I'm wrong but this year is probably now since 20 or since Mercedes have taken over the year Red Bull free like and uh, okay no yeah no this is Red Bull's best shot at taking dethroning. a dethroning yes so in the past I mean with the whole Mercedes dynasty from 2014 to 2016 they were untouchable and the two only two drivers that were competing were Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton 2017 to 2019 ferrari was the team that was competing and sebastian vettel was actually competing with um with lewis it's just that lewis lewis's second half guys like lewis finishes so well and that car is so good it is so consistent it is so crazy 2017 i think lewis had a deficit of about 30 points in the in the championship Turn it around in like three or four races because Sebastian Vettel DNF'd in like three races back to Same. back to back, back to back to back. And every time he would do that, Lewis is number one on the podium. <laughs> number one on the podium. Vettel, my boy, literally watched the 2017 Drivers' Championship slip out of his hands, hmm. and it was supposed to be his because that car was very good. That Ferrari the Ferrari 2017 car was it was competitive it was competitive it was the most competitive car um, Ferrari car within the whole dynasty barring what Red Bull is doing now nah, barring with, what Red Bull is doing with, now with, with, with the 2021 season yeah. barring that it was the best one the so second it's best been be- the big, it's been the biggest challenge to the it's dynasty been the biggest challenge before to the this dynasty, challenge before this challenge Sebastian Vettel was the guy who was going up against Lewis, Lewis Hamilton yeah. and I mean like I said mentioned earlier he wanted to do it with Ferrari and that opportunity never came because Lewis is so Lewis is Lewis is great bro yeah. like Lewis is Lewis is such a great driver like I I really don't like that guy I'm not gonna lie and the reason I don't like him is he's never drive, driven for Ferrari that's the and, only and, reason and, I don't like that guy. And there it is. Sandiso is a Ferrari fan, guys. I'm a Scuderia Ferrari. <laughs> the only reason, like, you don't know, I'm literally the only reason I don't like Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. And I really don't like him. I really don't. It's because he's never driven Ferrari. 
because he's that type of driver who drives for Ferrari. Even if you don't win, Fernando Alonso didn't win at Ferrari. But Fernando Alonso, I like him because he's a former Ferrari driver. Where did Fernando Alonso win at? He won at Renault, 2005-2006. Fernando Alonso won at Renault? He won at Renault. Renault was a big... Oh, that Renault car was very good. That Renault car was very good. And then after that, he jumped ship, went to McLaren, because McLaren car was actually getting better. And that's the McLaren car that was competing uh, with Ferrari, when Ferrari won in 2007. And that was their last driver's championship. Next year, McLaren also competes with um, in 2008 with Lewis, in 2008 with Lewis and, then um, and they win over over Ferrari. Oh, Ferrari. Over Ferrari. And who's in the Ferrari? But Ferrari. Funny thing is that year, uh, Ferrari was Felipe Massa and Kimi Raikkonen. I think nice. that year, Ferrari won the constructors and Lewis won the drivers. That that is inc- who was Lewis's teammate. Who was Lewis's teammate in 2000? Uh, Who was Lewis's teammate at McLaren? I forgot who was Lewis's teammate because Fernando Fernando left in 2007 going back to Renault Mm. and then he had a scandal in one of the races. What did he do? (laughs) Okay, he didn't do anything but uh, he's allegedly part of the scandal. So what happened was it's called um, Crashgate. Okay. Right. So in Singapore... Uh, Singapore, as in the country. Yeah. You're very, you're very excited about this. Singapore, the country, the track there, Yas Marina. No, is it Yas Marina? No, Yas Marina is the one in. I forgot the actual name of the track. Yas Marina is the one in Abu Dhabi. Sorry, my mistake. So that track is it's very um it's very hard to go past, right? So and it's got a, it's got very big tire wear, like so like. Your tires get child quickly. So the best strategy to go at Yas Marina is to start in the mediums and finish on the hards, in the hardest compound, because that's how it's so bad. You can't do a one stop on a soft to medium. No. So what happened was that I think I think um, Alonso missed out on finishing on the top ten, right? And then his. Um, teammate was nelson pk jr son of former nelson pk formula one champion i think two two times i think something like that so he was fernando's partner at reynolds and reynolds was having a bad season and like the french so the french or the france basically the french government has a big stake in reynolds and the formula one team so they can dictate how much also money goes into there and stuff like that it's very nationalist owned um, kind of type uh, of vibe state owned uh, state owned kind of to a certain, to to a certain extent, extent. Yeah. it's literally their pride so Not when they do when they do, do well uh, they can like influence a lot of changes within that so that they can cool. actually get back to the top so those those were kind of happening within that stage you also have a form a form two-time formula one champion who's just come back after a one-year stint at an at, at a rival team and then i think it was pat simics who was involved in this so ultimately what they did was that they told nelson pk jr to cause a crash to cause a crash basically now um after a certain number when when alonso was about to go into the pits right so he does that he causes the crash 
And so when he causes the crash, it so happened why to they, be... Why do they do that? Oh. I'll, t- I'll explain now. Oh my God. But it wasn't like... like He literally went right into the side wall and that went like shifted him left. But it wasn't at high speed because he was coming out of a corner. So it wasn't a high speed, very dangerous track, like crash. And they made sure that it happened in a place where a safety car had to be deployed. So a safety car is de- like is, is a car that basically makes every formula one driver like line up behind it and drive at a slower pace around the track so that things can can be cleared yeah Yeah, things can be cleared in in like debris or a car needs to be moved out and it has to be done in a safe way for the marshals to be able to do that the people who are helping out on the helping out on the grand prix right so as as fernando's coming into coming basically coming into for his pit stop the crash happens then safety cars deployed so safety car as soon as safety cars deployed from the driver's perspective it flashes up on the on the dashboard on your dashboard and you literally have to reduce your speed very like very much so going back to when we talked about if you remember when we talked about how time is very important in formula one you when when you pit under safety car you gain so much time because everyone is just moving around slower around the track. So a pit, a pit, when a it pit could stop. possibly, yeah, a pit stop when it could possibly cost you something like fifteen seconds, is now only costing you like two or three seconds or whatever. Okay, no. So uh, on yeah. average, a pit like the average pit stop is around about 21, 22 seconds. Mm-hmm. So that's 21, 22 seconds of your time where you aren't going flat, like you aren't going at your maximum mm-hmm. speed because in the pit entry you have to go slowly so because exactly. it's so that it's safe for the people who are around you and and yeah. and right so and under under a safety car you could probably lose about you could probably half that time Seems. or even just a bit more like i must take a bit more a bit a bigger chunk out of it because everyone is just going slower yeah. so it's it's what in the formula one world kind of is referenced as a free pit stop yeah because you're because lit- now you're not losing any you're not, you're not losing, losing that essentially you're not losing anything for what you're gaining because you're gaining you gain new tires new, new fresh tires so he starts i think he starts on that medium to hard compound he gets into the pits because everyone and is on he, the he, uh, comes out first friend, oh so he goodness. comes out first <laughs> he comes out first and because yes because that sorry not yes because that circuit is very difficult to drive he's got a fresh set of tires he led the entire race won the race then cheated. oh my god <laughs> he claims he claims uh that he never knew about that so i think after some after some time it was there were some rumors that that Renault was gonna drop nelson pk and then he was Why? like, like because he wasn't performing that great okay. and he was like now guys how can you drop me now i think it was gonna be dropped mid-season even that's why and he was like now how can you drop me mid-season dun, 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 dun. i'm gonna tell and he told and then it got investigated and it got found out that those guys actually did do that oh my god <laughs> Fernando, Fernando claims that he was he never knew that was the case he just knew when his pit stop was and it so happened to be he was like coincidence and they, and they couldn't prove it otherwise and they couldn't prove it otherwise but they could prove that everybody else knew yes uh, but the Fernando come on now we know you know <laughs> <laughs> we know you know <laughs> oh boy ah boy Fernando that time 
a year before, Fernando was also in another. Fernando, leave So McLaren. The McLaren 2007. Sorry, just to. I know you digress. I'm sorry, guys. These stories are so nice. Formula One is so nice. 2007. McLaren was disqualified from competing in the Constructors' Championship. So even if Lewis won, they weren't going to win or weren't going to be competing with the Constructors' Championship. They literally had zero points at the end of the year. Or part as. Or basically classifiers did not compete as a constructor because what happened was in 2006 i think something like that um all of this by the way guys i'm getting from cy motorsports youtube channel like these are the stories that he's telling mm -hmm. i'm literally just relaying them much quicker and with less detail so he, there's a guy who gets fired from ferrari kind of something along those lines now and then he moves over to mclaren but what he steals some documents or some like paperwork that is very important to how ferrari had built their 2007 car and he gave those documents over to mclaren basically right so how this got busted is that he went to and i don't know why don't ask me why he went into an italian coffee shop in like in like in italy of course and was making copies of those documents and the lady from the coffee shop noticed by man that's the ferrari thing why are you making these copies of these and this these, this looks like sensitive information like things that you aren't supposed to be copying at a coffee shop just 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 now why are you doing it here even why are you doing it here these niggas can do the, these things um, oh, like this is not information that you're supposed to have yeah right because i think maybe because, you're allowed to have it but not here why are you here with but doing because this? i think also he wasn't a ferrari person and i think i think i don't know i may stand to be corrected but she figured that out that she that person wasn't a ferrari person mm. so she went and go like told the thing told um the fia and everything like that or told ferrari ferrari reported it to fia investigations happen investigations happens niggas were busted for using that information without having ownership of that information so they got disqualified from the championship and fernando was driving that car some say fernando was also kind of involved in some capacity way or form within that and lewis was the none of the other like he no lewis was like completely like is it acquitted when you like of all charges or something like that i think mm -hmm. that's the word but fernando his name <laughs> is kind of within those circles i may be wrong but like i think like yeah, to some to some to some, some, to some degree. yeah 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 man that guy Fernando definitely knew about the pit shop the the, the cash <laughs> he definitely no, that's the let's thing, leave let's leave the let's leave the other one the other saga the, yeah uh, but the, that one uh, me i suspect me i'm, me, I'm, God, I'm sorry come on, me, I, Fernando, come remember, on. Like, I love you if they went and they found out and the fact that Lomchi just said he's gonna go why would they fire him why would they poke the bear yeah and they poke the bear my why boy. would Reynolds do that because yeah, i would just if a guy did that for me i would be like i dog you you battle die dog Lomchi <laughs> 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 just cheated Cheated. He Let's cheated see. for you guys, and for then you, you kicked guys. him out. Uh, you kicked him out halfway through the season. Halfway through the season, at least give him a decent uh, retirement. My boy. There's a full because I, I think he had a one-year contract even with uh, them. they could have just let the contract run out. Run so out, my boy, and then be like, "Ah, oh, my boy, we're looking at a different direction." Because uh, numbers are like, 
and I, but um you know also funny thing is that that race win was actually never taken away from Alonso he still has like it's still classified as a race winner it was never a thing of the car was disqualified or anything like that but they disqualified Vettel for fuel that's a regular sport that's a sporting regulation thing ah fuck that sport sporting regulation thing yeah it is a sporting regulation I'm the sport has its own regulations and you must meet those regulations if you don't meet those if you don't I know sport says you can't cheat that's what's wrong sporting sporting as in Formula 1 sports regulation yeah but I know also Formula One sporting regulation says you can't cheat to go first place. You can't do that. Then that's really stupid to qualify. They need to take that away. What the hell? It's still under his name. You can't. You can't do that. You can't cheat. That's why they investigated. <laughs> so they literally find and fire like a band, band the people who actually made that thing happen or made um um what's this? The, the the guy actually crashed the car forced him to crash the car something like all of that what basically or kind of like they, they find i think they they banned the guys from formula one for <laughs> two years and gave them like hefty uh f- like financial fines like okay. two three oh, years and one yeah. thing about f- um the f1 they will find no the they will find the team <laughs> <laughs> they, Angry, they, don't have, they, they don't have any other yeah. ways to punish you because Especially, sometimes it's very unfair got, to punish the driver when the, the team of, is at, the one who, and at the end of the day you can't kick out a whole team because they've got their shankura oh everyone's oh, not run oh. you see for example in soccer teams don't run the sport yes and owners don't run the sport yes you know i mean that's yes, why yes, yes, the yes. super Super League Super was a thing. Was European Super League it failed. It literally failed. It literally failed because they don't run the sport. They like, don't. The, the, the like, fans of the sport were like, nah, dude. Fans of the sport the were like, nah. The bodies, the the professional bodies within the sport, they were like, nah, nah dog. dog. If you're gonna do that, you're gonna vie completely. Then dog. no way to come back. No way to come back, child. And child. It's not run by by the you teams guys, or, by the teams. Yeah. And those are the biggest team. There's twelve most biggest teams in the world. Yeah. Literally tried literally, to run. They tried oh, to and, and they, they like, failed. Nah, they failed. They failed. But in F1, it can happen. That can happen. Like can the ha- Super League like, can happen right there's, now. There's, there's, like if they're all just like I, let's let's go set up. Let's go and you know Ferrari is very big on that, eh? Is it? They influence in Formula One. There's a fair, oh, there's a the influence or they them trying to skedaddle. Not not skedaddle, but you no know, like as in they influence then Formula oh, yeah, One yeah, is this oh it's oh uh, I'm kidding, they're the only team that has been running since 1950 or 51 or something like that. Yeah, no, but they has they have to they they make Formula One too much money. Like no, they literally do. Makes they literally Formula do. There's too there's much a saying money. that says Formula One is Ferrari, Ferrari is Formula One. Yeah. It is like it really is like you that that team can never go anywhere. It Even if it go, if it has a cheating scandal like that, who the hell? Aibu. So Kotaba, Kotaba, Waibo. Ah, take us seriously. Aibu. And you can say and that with all the teams, because at the end of the day, all of the teams have a big enough wallet to be like Kotaba. Yeah, but I mean, there's some. But teams more, that are just, more, yeah, more, more than others. Teams, yeah. But I don't. There's no team in the F1 where you can be like I. I I'm gonna ban you. No, uh, it doesn't matter what you do, really. Uh, they're gonna try to give They'll you. I mean, <laughs> it's in the regulations that they can do that. Exactly. But they probably are. That's why it's there in the first place. 2019, Ferrari had a fuel scandal, and they were like, "Nah, it's fine, guys. Like, I mean, we'll, we'll just okay. we'll." I think we I think they, I, I don't even think they find them. They were like, "Nah, guys, we'll just change the regulations so that we can actually monitor this thing correctly." So what Ferrari did in 2019 was that. <laughs> 
there's so within a formula one engine you're restricted to how much fuel you can pump in per minute in terms of liters per minute into the engine that's to regulate um like one to keep the engine like the more fuel you pump into your engine the faster you can go so that's kind of one way to kind of not sl slow cars down to a certain extent but it's also very it's it's, it's less efficient if you pump if you pump in more fuel in in, in in a formula one car and it's unfair for the smaller teams to like it's just a sporting regulation just to make it kind of fair to like for for a better way of putting it yeah so what they would do is that they had this other system thing so that there's there the fia kind of have a, a system measure thing that measures that flow that fuel flow so they found a loophole to actually pump in more fuel into the engine right yeah and that made that ferrari 20 was it 2019 or 2018 i think it was yeah i think it was 2019 yeah, 2019, 2019, it was when Charlie and, and Seb were, were, were teammates. It literally made, it, it like, it made so much difference in terms of the engine, like, the speed that they were going at. Ferrari won four races back to back to back to back when they've been low-key struggling throughout the season. They got back into the championship through those four races, being Spa, Monza, Singapore, and Russia. Finished on, like, started on pole on those all of those four charlie won three of the four seb won singapore and the reason why seb won singapore was because they fucked charlie over because charlie started on pole but they put seb in first in the pits and his outlap was much quicker than leclerc's in lap mm -hmm. so he got jumped in the pits basically yeah and because it's so hard to pass in singapore as i've mentioned with the fernando story sebastian finished first Mm. and it was supposed to be a thing of after some time they're supposed to give a team order to say seb let charlie through he deserves it because we fucked up his strategy and he's finished and on board. Nah. yes and seb said nah so basically with formula one the car that starts per, or i mean furthest forward was going to get the better strategy that's why qualifying is so the car that's, that's furthest so forward important. so if like for instance at mercedes if lewis starts first um butter starts second lewis can get the the better strategy yeah. if butter starts second and lewis starts first sorry first if butter starts first and lewis starts second butter is going to get the better strategy yeah and lewis is going to be told but no give it give it back to him we are a team yeah we are a team even if, if you if you've gained it for argument's sake unfairly yeah, because gained, because obviously because you can pass because we yeah you can pass them normally yeah. because if we fucked up the strategy yeah. and you so happen to be ahead of him come towards yeah, the end yeah. of the race come, come give back, back give, read it back we're not racing like that we're not racing like that he deserves the win yeah he deserves the win so Seb was like nah my boy I'm a Seb one but because Seb knew what was um, coming yeah, yeah he, he didn't yeah, like, Charlie 2019 yeah, Charlie hot, was when he came hot. back after was hot. after 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 was hot. um. Because where was Charlie before? That Anton Hubert, that was a weekend Charlie won his first race. Yeah. And he had been performing the entire season kind of like relatively better. He was at Alfa Romeo, which was Sauber. He was Sauber. at Sauber. He was at Sauber technically. And then that changed to Alfa Romeo a couple of years ago. 
seen. Charlie was Charlie was great. Yeah, so, all right. Um, so this will um that topic will just close close us off just for this part one. So this will be a two part part two part <laughs> two part pod. Yeah. So yeah. this will be a two part pod. Um. You know, it's been very insightful. There's just so much to talk about. I'm gonna go watch some of those videos he was he was, he was um said was telling us about now. Um don't forget to catch us um you know on every platform. Yeah, uh, definitely. Including YouTube. You, you um with regards to our YouTube, we're not planning on um videoing every podcast. So Yeah, we'll do select we'll few. We'll do a select few and the content will for the most part be be different so you know we're excited for that so keep an eye out for that keep an eye out for our spaces as well yes yes you know, definitely a space in the stands yes um, yeah that's um, sort of spaces yeah that's that's going to, that's going to bang um but that that concludes our first part so thanks it so how yeah no man know? definitely my man that was i our, think that was our guru F1 that was, guru. <laughs> that was F a very like a, a, that was a really sorry wow. <laughs> That was a very good like first part. I mean, we've gone through like history, talking points about every like everything surrounding Formula One dynasties. Like we've we've covered a lot, and now we're gonna go basically into what's happening now. Right now, what is happening now, and I'm super excited for it. Um, yeah, the way the way that I got excited speaking about it, all of those races, I might as well probably just watch that 2008 a few races or something like that myself um but y'all guys i did hope you i do hope you guys do enjoy it um make sure you guys check out us out on our socials um can your socials quickly at can underscore and actually yeah um and where is that on instagram that's on instagram and then on twitter yeah i don't think i have twitter i don't know i'm joking (laughs) (laughs) It's Kanyo underscore Mafunda on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, make sure you check me out at underscore Sunday so ZA underscore both on Instagram and Twitter, and then you check out um, the sports page in terms of on Twitter at FTS underscore sportscast on Instagram at From the Stand Sportscast, and then on YouTube like Kanyo mentioned earlier on From the Stand Sportscast. Um, and on every pod, wherever you get your pods, make sure you subscribe, make sure you listen, make sure you enjoy. And we'll see you again. Part two. In part two.